0: everybody welcome back to another episode of something we gotta talk about you are joined with your fave on serious duo i am diana and i'm mercy and yeah we are on episode nine and let's get right into it mercy what has been on your mind this week you know what
1: i have realized that i have started to say oh when we were in the pandemic or during COVID like I started to talk about it in past tense and then I thought to myself did I process those harrowing years that we just went through I I don't think I have and I have asked quite a few people now recently because I'm literally I saw so this was all set off by a TikTok I saw and it was a TikTok from Big Brother Canada and it came mm. up on my for you page and so they went into the Big Brother house um kind of like when covid was just in China and right. they so they went into the Big Brother house when it wasn't declared a pandemic And so it was the TikTok showing the different milestones of them going through, okay, like this has spread to these countries. And now it's been declared a pandemic and people are saying, oh gosh, my my parents are in Italy. And they were like, your parents didn't go to their trip and all this kind of stuff. And every single milestone that kind of, we all had, like when, in Canada, I remember this specifically because my sister lives in Canada, they were all issued by the government if you're out of the country, you need to come home now. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these different mouths that I was watching it, and I was like, well, I think I almost cried because <laughs> I was I felt like I was reliving it with them and In the comments, people were saying, oh, remember that time? We all proper acted like we were in The Purge or we acted like it was the apocalypse. And I said, it was! Was it not? Like, it felt like I remember at one point, I was like, wow, this is it. Like, this is the new normal. This is how we are doing things and blah, blah, blah. So being at a time where I have kind of realised that I am talking about it fully in past tense because i used to be like oh we're still in covid but yeah now i do talk about it past tense and i was also talking to my other sister about this i've been like i don't remember the time that i stopped like consciously wearing my mask
0: i oh yeah i do actually you do yeah yeah, yeah. it's the only reason was because there we have a technician in our lab um, and he's never caught COVID, like he's like the healthiest man alive honestly, but he stopped wearing his mask and we could actually like see his face like Philly all the time and I was just like, oh, and everyone was like, well, if he's going to stop wearing his mask, we're going to stop wearing our mask. I <laughs> and he's it. okayed it because he's like, you know, he's like the lab god. He's just like, everyone, if anything is going wrong and if anyone needs to know anything... He's our guy, so we're just like, well, if he's okayed it, we're gonna okay it. Too. <laughs>
1: That's so interesting. I think like that—that yeah. that makes sense, though, as well, because you—you're kind of in a, a lab environment and stuff. Yeah, and it's so interesting because my sister, one of my sisters, is a doctor, and you know, she has to, right? Like, it just makes yeah. sense because you're in—in in amongst and around it a lot to be wearing your mask and stuff, but. For me, I just rem- I I don't remember this specific time, but <laughs> I remember. So if I went down to London, I would always wear my mask. I said, if I'm gonna catch it, it will be down mm-hmm. here that I catch it, and um, and thank God I haven't. But I don't know. I just think I had a moment where I was sitting and like, did I actually sit down and process what happened during the pandemic? Like I didn't have my graduation. I literally, I remember the last time I left my university and never went back because yeah. it was literally this class where we're like wow are we are we ever gonna come back to uni and we didn't mm-hmm. and I had my graduation two years later thank god like my graduation ceremony <laughs> but it's just so interesting of just what happened during that time period and how it felt and there was like some version of rationing happening when you could when you could only buy a certain amount of food products. You couldn't buy some of anything. How everything stopped. Like I was in my travel bag in 2019. I was in my concert era, 2018 to 2019, and everything just stopped. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. we just we just are, I guess, functioning humans in a permanent crisis because it's just yeah. crisis after crisis." After crisis. So I got really mad when I saw those comments because I was like, no, this was bad. We weren't overreacting. Like, this was actually quite tragic. But (laughs) because of, I guess, humans being, dare I say, resilient, if that (laughs) is the word? (laughs) Question mark. But (laughs) I just think it's that thing where it's like, okay, well, now that we've quote unquote gotten through the pandemic, what on earth will it take I don't want I don't want to know god please but what on earth will it take for people to start taking like an, the next crisis seriously again
0: this is the thing because if anything d- we were underreacting yes. and the and <laughs> the like how we seen that we underreacted is how long we actually stayed in the pandemic and I mean people still obviously can say that we kind of still are in it. It's just that we don't really have the metrics anymore to actually say that this many people still have COVID or not. Mm. Because only recently a few people in my lab got COVID again and it's like, oh my gosh, like, it's obviously very much still here. And no, I don't think I have processed it either. And I think for me it's because during that time there was still a lot of changes happening in my life. So I didn't really sit still like a lot of people did, so I my last day in uni it was the last day in the lab and then I had to write up my my master's dissertation and then it was like handing that in getting results I was still working as well like my part-time job and then I think I sat like still for like a month but even then we were kind of coming out of like the really the thick of the pandemic at that point well what we thought was the thick of the pandemic in like August 2020 when we had him um, eat out to help out and oh god so many
1: <laughs> nah if there was something so oh, serious during that time it was, eat that was it. It. girl I used it oh my I gosh
0: the, out. I, 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 helped out.
1: And I helped out I was <laughs> truly a strong contributor to the scheme yeah but my
0: god I think we actually had our first friend date during that eat out to help out do you know oh <laughs> yeah because it was before I moved from Newcastle and I was oh. like why don't we meet up we went for pizza and I'm so sure you use it. <laughs> you see we were we were really helping the, the economy we at that really point.
1: together together yeah honestly
0: because I was trying to see everybody off before I left as well and like I said so there were so many changes and then I truly felt, I think, the pandemic when I first moved to Newcastle because I was completely alone. I didn't really know anyone in the new city and it was so hard to adjust. And I think that was something that I mentioned in like our previous episode about trying to um, build friendships as an adult. So that was definitely like one of the hardest times I would say in my life. And my gosh, honestly, the pandemic was just, it was awful, and I yeah. I can even say it was awful and I didn't even probably get the worst of it as some people did, like, just in terms of, like, health or, like, family members, things happening to them or people being displaced out of their home, whatever it was, there was so much worse happening, but I can even be like, it was bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you think back and you're just like, huh? Like, it Me, doesn't, you actually, can't comprehend it.
0: Mm -hmm. like we actually went through that i've been watching um the last of us this week and that is a pandemic a different kind of pandemic but similar like it's a fungal pandemic at that point and like these people turn into um like almost like zombies pretty much zombies and so that's obviously a lot more um it's something you really need to contain or something you have like to have more I guess more drastic measures than what we had in COVID. But watching that I was like, oh my gosh, like if COVID was any worse, like in terms of the symptoms that you got, we would actually that would literally be our lives. And it was nuts because <laughs> in The Last of Us, like not to give it, like, more like spoilers away, but in The Last of Us, It was set in the present day in fact actually if anything it was set in the future kind of because it was set like later this year and the world had been so mucked up from that pandemic that it felt like they were even before like it felt like the times were like centuries ago like that's how bad it was if they literally went back in time they didn't have phones because there was no electricity lines like they didn't really have cities they had like these quarantine zones where they were, like, controlled by the government. They couldn't leave. They had curfews. Like, literally, it was awful. They were rationing food. They were running out of food. Dare I say it, there was cannibalism at one point. I'm like, oh, it was bad, Mercy. God. Bad.
1: It's giving, Hunger Games. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: And it would be, I think. Like, if it was, like, I think if we had, um, what was it? Ebola. And what other what other one was really bad, like recent ish? Can't remember. But I think even if like monkey pots got even wor- like worse to be like pandemic wise, like touch wood, people would be it would be Hunger Games, like it would genuinely be like the purge. Because humans are awful species. <laughs> like, we are <laughs> We are not good for the world, as sad as it is.
1: No, honestly, we don't take anything seriously, ironically, with this podcast being on serious, But right. it's just, yeah, no, it is that thing where I feel that if it was something that had a visible physical altering to your body, especially your face, yeah. I think people would have stepped up a little quicker and been like, ah, come on, let's. Let's be serious now. Exactly. Let's let's do this. Let's band together. But it, I don't have I don't have um, hope or faith in humanity. Really, like there's those yeah. slithers of moments. But I'm not gonna lie. Like you said, us <laughs> as a species, how we have terrorized this earth, <laughs> <laughs> and continue really continue to terrorize this earth yeah. because. Have you seen the absolute madness that is this AI life yeah. that we are deciding, consciously deciding to build for ourselves?
0: Mm-hmm. Because AI wouldn't exist without humans. This is the thing, like... people right? Are, people are acting like computers and robots are taking over. They are controlled by humans. That part. They're not taking over. Like it's <laughs> humans being reckless. Oh, I'm so honestly, I'm scared.
1: Sometimes I hate how much humans are inquisitive beings because, yeah, if you so for those who don't know, AI, artificial intelligence, the future essentially, <laughs> um, has been really like it's, it's been talked about for a while, right? And then the metaverse mm. happened, etc., etc. But recently, there has been this massive spike, especially when it comes to like creative industries, where people have used artificial intelligence to create very realistic looking looking photographs. Mm-hmm. And there was the one that went viral recently with the Pope and the puffer jacket. And he was walking in this like puffer jacket. It looked proper swagged out, by the way. Like, oh I'm not gonna God. lie, he looked sick. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, like I want the Pope's jacket. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And people are like, y'all know this is AI, right? Mm. like this isn't a real photo and the interwebs lost their mind because they were (laughs) like no and everyone's like zooming in looking like trying to find the faults in it
0: Mm -hmm. there's hardly anything yeah it's it it just it
1: looks so real
0: yeah did you watch the capture on bbc
1: Girl, I was going to really come and bring us there to the land there of the we, fake.
0: Where it we began! So together. <laughs> <laughs> because what the yeah. heck? That spun me. I remember after I watched the season of the capture and every time I went out, I was looking at the cameras. Like, what are you catching?" <laughs> As if me, little me was important enough to try and do a capture on my goodness. But it happens, like I assume. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. I remember telling like I've I've been I've just been speaking to a lot of people about the madness that's been going on in this world. And I think the thing is, is that a lot of what is on TV only exists? because it's happened or is mm-hmm. happening in yeah. the world right now. So the capture isn't influencing anything. It's just being no. like, yo, this is, this, this is what's happening. This This is literally happening right now. What, what are mm-hmm. you guys on about? And if you've mm-hmm. not watched the capture, it's a show on BBC and it is so convoluted and so yeah. complex, but it is very interesting looking kind of into... I guess, the inner workings of the government and its chaos and problems. um, Mm -hmm. And and essentially how the UK is the land of CCTV cameras and how they fake images and videos and make something that's not real look real. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that is why I guess it's called The Capture because it captures people's images and just makes them look like they've either done something mad or they've changed what they've done. And not make it look mad. Whatever wants to go in their favor. So I think it's got two seasons, which oh my god, I love it so much. It's so funny me as well because I remember when season two came out, I thought it was a new show
0: because it
1: wasn't oh, it's
0: a different characters. Oh yes, certain different yeah, characters,
1: certain different characters. Looks like a new storyline. Also, mm-hmm. for the life of me, I thought the show was called Correction. So I was like, oh, oh because, the capture. Yeah, it does look like is-
0: correction, yeah.
1: Right? And I remember being like, oh, my gosh. I was telling my sister, I was like, there's this new show called The Capture, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and we watched, we started season two. it was like, previously. And we were like, you've huh? you watched this before. What is this? <laughs> And it all clicked at one point yeah. and being like, oh, continuation. But oh, it wasn't just yeah. me. I've talked to friends about this as well. And they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't even clock that it was called The Capture. How did we all not remember it was called The Capture?
0: Unless they cha- unless they changed the name and just made it look as if they didn't, you know? I- these shows, these things, like I was gonna I was gonna say that. I really
1: was gonna say that. I was like, they probably did their own version of correction and said <laughs> actually we're calling it the capture and just started to gaslight everyone and thinking <laughs> that it was always called the capture. I'm, sure. I'm on to them. You see uh-huh. you can you cannot trick me! <laughs> me? <laughs> I love that meme so much. <laughs> I use it all the freaking time, honestly.
0: <laughs> but yeah. you know what? Oh, another show, though. Um, did you ever watch Scandal with Olivia Pope? Kerry I watched season
1: one and a little <sighs> bit of season two. I Shonda Rhimes. <sighs> I love her as a creator and forging (laughs) the way, but my girl's storylines, she will take you north, south, east, west, and I sometimes can't follow. I I I have started every single one of her shows and have finished none of them.
0: Really? Even *How to get with murder? That was probably my favourite one.
1: Yeah, And they had a crossover between
0: that and scandal as well
1: yeah yeah they did I think I got the furthest with how to get away with murder like that one I thought was really 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 good but there's just for me I think if I fall out of it like if I just if I miss a few episodes and this is maybe Mm. because I don't I can't binge them right um oh well I can now no
0: yeah but before
1: but like you couldn't binge them it was like episode by episode and there was just she's very good at creating characters to hate
0: Yes, like, of course, and you always hate the main character, that's the thing. This
1: is the thing, and I struggle sometimes where I'm just
0: like, I don't <laughs> like you, why yeah. am I here? Mm-hmm, I get you, but um, I was just wanting to mention that I think if Scandal had correction, or yeah, correction of the capture, whatever, that show would have been something else, because that was literally the land of correcting people's political mistakes, or like people in that space trying to correct their faults and fix them. She was called the fixer. Olivia Pope was the fixer, so that would have been insane.
1: She had the most incredible leads in her shows. Yeah, like, she did. Yeah, I loved Kerry it. Washington, amazing mm-hmm. Viola Davis, incredible oh, like Auntie Viola. You know. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I think another thing with the whole AI thing, because I really wanted to bring this up. This is when I said, Ah, it's getting enough. enough. Like it visuals and imagery, I kind of understand how that can be contorted and made mm. into looking like something's real. They're also doing it with people's voices. And yes, it's very scary. Oh my gosh. They did one with... So I've seen quite a few, but the one that I said is enough was SZA singing Flo's Summertime. Ooh, and I, had it. I remember being <gasps> like, oh my gosh, my girl did a cover. Look at it. And the way that they can also make like new kind of artwork of her did a cover oh. of this song oh. and then you listen to it and it's her voice to the song and you're just like I remember being like no hold on she's not said anything about this and then I said there it is there's
0: the AI that's so scary that's no that is actually scary because like like I said with videos to a certain degree and um pictures you can understand and people can hopefully have a rebuttal and be like that wasn't me but when it comes to voices that's like everything you need to land something on someone oh no no no, no.
1: and this is what i'm saying like is this not fraud yes
0: catfishes are going to be ah
1: (laughs) as if they've not been ahead now you're giving them even more of a a head start yes come on
0: oh this world's gonna be oh my goodness be safe, everyone. Be safe yeah.
1: out there because it's not safe. Like, honestly, yeah. I just, there has to be the rules and regulations with AI and all this kind of stuff has to happen now, like today. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. people love to experiment. There was also this thing that I saw. Oh, there's so many elements to AI. Oh, my goodness. But there was this mm-hmm. thing that I saw where someone created um, like a video chat function that you could go on to. And essentially, it is talking to, like, a, your your dead parent, if you had one. Oh so it would be like, so they've done a, a trial. Um, mm. They've got someone called dad, and you literally can ask them anything. Just like, dad, how are you today? Like, how, like, I need advice. And you could tell them, I tried it. Literally, you can tell them how your day went, what their advice is, what they think you should do this weekend, you know, that you miss them, that you feel upset or that you feel really happy, like you can share all these different things with them and they give mm-hmm. you like a conversation right, if you want but you can, but I like said, ah, oh, let me, you cannot trick me. Trick me. I literally tried all these different things and this guy was answering me back, like, live. Wow. her.
0: That's... <sighs> I get the sentiment because I I can only imagine when someone loses a family member or someone very close to them, them wanting to reach out. Like I've seen it a lot in movies and TV shows where someone is like texting the the person that's passed away and then until their number gets cut off or whatever. Um, And I completely understand that. But that, I don't know, it's like, I feel like then you're you're gathering data on people that are vulnerable at that point as well. And who knows what your that information is going to be used for. And also, if you watch Black Mirror, this is giving very much Black Mirror that episode where the woman loses her husband, I think, and then like um she gets this like doll or whatever that like blow like blows up and becomes like a real life person. Mm. Basically, you know how those um, you know those um like peanut like the packing peanuts you put in the water and like they kind of dissolve. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the opposite. So like you like you get this like doll thing, you put it in water and it becomes like a real life thing. And essentially like it becomes the, the person you want it to look like and you like have conversations with it after like you know at first it's just conversations on the phone, then it becomes a real life person. But obviously it's not like a it's a doll essentially a blow-up doll. That can move. that is very human like, but it's like an AI generated thing. So I'm just like, where does it end? Like, where does it end of like, I I get wanting to still have connection with people that have passed away, but at the same time, that's never going to be the real connection that you once had. And I I do feel like there's a very fine line between these companies or whoever is doing them, actually wanting to help and trying to profit off of vulnerable people. I don't
1: know. Yeah, no word because <laughs> it's it's listen, it we are that's why I said it's a conscious decision that we're all walking towards this. Yeah. And it's I'm just scared at the pace. It's so funny because I remember last yeah. episode I said, "Oh the the advances in technology haven't been vast and blah, blah, blah. I'm at <laughs> to AI today. Honestly, so I speak. Gosh, what am I? Like a fortune teller or something? But mm. I just think that it's getting out of hand. We're only at the beginning. Though. But we've already seen brands, I would dare say abuse it. Like mm. I've seen, so Levi's has been playing around with AI and um, they're like, look at us and look at the models we've created through AI and this can help us boost diversity and inclusion and representation in our ads.
0: Shut up. Oh, no. Side eye.
1: Massive side eye. Because, so you're telling me that instead (laughs) of going out and Mm -hmm. hiring and paying the representation that you need to have in your campaigns... You're
0: going to create them through the interwebs Probably by a white person Fake people Fake black people Fake brown people Are you joking? That's your solution (laughs) That is your actual solution (laughs) In this world What? You can only laugh Yes you really can Because
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's unfortunate because that's where where it is today. Mm -hmm, And that's where it is now. And it's so funny to me when people say, oh no, like we shouldn't be scared of AI. We should be adapting to the world of AI and building the skills in order to, we need great people behind AI. And I was like, don't tell me that because let me say something, there is going to be a certain type of person that's always behind the AI. And especially yeah. now that they can create whoever and
0: whatever, you don't need anyone else. Exactly. And it's software at the end of the day. If, you, if someone can purchase a license or can get hold of it and can work it, it doesn't matter what kind of person they are. They're, they're going to run with it however they want to. So yeah, you can mm-hmm. see, it's, see you want great people, but you're not hiring someone to do a certain job. They can do it on their own behind closed doors, and they can they can profit off of off of it whatever they want to do, so listen, people are wayward don't give don't give them access uh-uh.
1: <laughs> The deep fake life is if you want um oh God, I was gonna say, <laughs> let me not speak on this f like this. we don't want it. but I was just gonna say if you just want to maybe like prepare for what the world could look like, just watch the capture. <laughs>
0: Yes, you Just really watch, really should. Capture.
1: Maybe mm. get some education under your belt. Um, yeah, because
0: you'll be, you'll be looking a little bit differently, honestly. After that, you'll be wondering what who's watching you and what they're using if yeah. <laughs> <that> they're watching. <laughs> for oh man, yeah,
1: nothing is real. Nothing is real anymore. It's, no, it's, it's, it's really You
0: Need to think twice. But um, speaking about trying to basically make decisions for people who aren't quite capable of making decisions for themselves or doing so without them knowing so like I said I was watching The Last of Us and in that again trying to give not many spoilers but in that there was a predicament where a lot of decisions decisions were getting made for someone who couldn't quite make the decisions for themselves um be it their age be it just kind of where they were in that time whatever it is and I wanted to kind of get into the topic of like What do you think about making decisions for children who can't make the decisions for themselves? And should you wait until they are old enough? Should you give them the chance to understand what is happening and let them put in the decision, like have an input in the decision that's been made? Or do you think adults know well enough to do that for them? I'm coming with the questions. What do
1: you want? A thesis?
0: Literally what I do not I w I don't I don't know if it's just my the brain my brain how it works, but I watch these shows and literally I'm always like dissertation topic. Dissertation topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, because it's such a real like question. And do you know what? Yeah. Like the thing is for me, is that I think that as a parent, it is your responsibility to make decisions for your child as best as you can when they're young they depend on you right like Mm -hmm. you have to make decisions for them because they can't make decisions themselves on fundamental things like the decision for them to go to school if you're going to ask a child do you want to go to school is the answer going to always be yes probably not is it good for them to go into education Probably yes So it's things like that Where it's like the fundamental things That parents need to make decisions for 100% However But mm-hmm. comma, There are some decisions That I do think it's very unfair That's taken away from the child Even when they can't make it themselves But they shouldn't have to make it themselves So mm-hmm. for example Vlogging your child mm-hmm. And making them a part of The online community before they even have a say, right? I think I don't actually know where I stand on this Mm -hmm. because I do love family content. I think it's very sweet. But I have to remind myself that a lot of this time, a lot of the time, this is monetized. It is essentially a job. And what if the child doesn't want to be on camera that day? And you're showing them having it like a tantrum, tantrum, or right. you know, be upset about something, or something quite life changing for the child. Do mm-hmm. they want to share that, or are you like, this is going to be a really great narrative for the content? You know, I I just struggle with kind of having an online presence for a child when they can't make that decision themselves. I think there's a difference if you naturally notice that your child loves being in front of the camera, like on home videos, or your child, you know, gravitates towards being, I was going to say on the internet, but that is weird. But do you know mm. what I mean? Like just kind of being a personality, like a performer, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, when people yeah. kind of see that their child's like, you sing a lot or mm-hmm. you're really good at performances and like acting and stuff. I yeah. think there's something around that where as long as it's something the child naturally gravitates towards mm-hmm. and is kind of, you can see that pull, and you're not pushing, right? You're, you're just seeing the pull. you're exposing them to different things, but you're seeing where they naturally gravitate towards. I do think it's fine to encourage them and make that decision. For them, of being like, okay, cool, you like picking up camera? Okay, like maybe, maybe, because I don't, I don't dog on vlogging or any stuff like that. I think that, I think content creation is great. Yeah. I just want it to be a natural, even like pre decision for the child because it's something yeah. they naturally gravitate towards. But when it starts getting real mucky is when you're the one that's like, come on, child time to make a buck you yeah. know put on the tears put on the tears like you know what to do and i've seen some of these like things on on like tiktok and it's really scary because i'm literally, yeah. like this child does not want to be on camera like what mm-hmm. are you doing mm-hmm. this child doesn't want to be you mm-hmm. know have a baby page or uh yeah. you know a page at what age five or something like for what oh, look i my- just don't understand Um, So, yeah, I guess to answer your question, (laughs) I think for the fundamentals, as a parent, you have to make decisions for your child. A hundred percent. I feel for the parents because literally making decisions for an individual human being must be so daunting. Mm -hmm. But I also feel for the child because if you're not in the hands of parents that are making decisions appropriately for you, that can have a real impact on your trajectory in life yeah but then I do feel like parents shouldn't mold the child into what they want them to be Mm -hmm. and not allowing that child to kind of like figure it out and not figuring it out with the child right the child should be in terms of not necessarily fundamentals but other Mm. things like for example anything of doing something at content creation wise let's say because we see it on the internet a lot I just don't think that should be led by the parent no, I think it should be that. guardrailed by the parent but I don't think it should be led by the parent being like right let's film no mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like it should Absolutely. be on the child and what they want to do
0: yeah for sure I 100% agree with you and I think, yeah, with the content creation things, like I do watch, I don't really watch a lot of family content, but obviously I watch some content creators who now are mums um, or dads, or whatever, and, you know, naturally they, they do have their children in it. But I actually, I don't think I will ever, like, not ever, but I don't think when I have children, obviously this might change, so asterisk. I, right now, I don't think I want to share my children online because the world is a really scary place. And I, I, um, I really believe in a lot of, um, what do you call it, consent. Like, I really, like, consent is such a huge thing to me that I think um, it extends, like, so much more than we sometimes even consider. And that has to extend to children as well who need to understand what consent is. And that could be things like, do you want to be shared on, on, on the internet? That's a huge thing. And to me, I don't think I would really want to do that to my children. And I don't even do it with the children in my life. Like I have um, quite a few young children around me and I never really post pictures of them online, even on my own personal private social media. I, I just, I just feel like that's not my place to do that um it's their mum's place to do that if they want to and they don't even do that much anyway of them so i'm just like i don't know i just personally don't feel like i, I feel comfortable to do that but yeah i i def- i definitely agree everything exactly what you said there's definitely a fine line between making good decisions for your children and understanding that there are repercussions to the decision that, decisions that you make thinking that you're just the like the sole person that can only ever make that decision and the, not involving the child um, so one more question for you then on this topic. Do you think it's fair to lie to a child about the decision that you've made? So, for example, let's say that the child was, I don't know, wanting to... I'm trying to think without giving a spoiler away on the show.
1: Okay, just spoil it. Spoil it.
0: Spoil it. Spoil it. Okay. You know okay, what, if you, spoiler have Alert. Buzz, is... if you haven't watched so, Last of
1: Us... Buzz... You're too late, okay? (laughs) Or skip, like, I don't know, a few minutes.
0: Yeah, to the next time stamp. But yeah, so essentially, um, with The Last of Us, like I mentioned before, there's a pandemic going on. And so there's, like, this fungus that's essentially, if you get bit by someone who's infected, then you become infected. And it so happens that one of the main characters, Ellie, got bit but doesn't become infected. And it's been months and months since she's been bit and it doesn't seem like she's been um, shown any of the symptoms that typically someone who has been bit is infected would show. Um, but she only has like, the bite mark. And then we learn later in the ep- later in the season um, that the reason to that was that her mother got bit while she was still pregnant, just as she was giving birth. And so she went to cut the umbilical cord after she got bit, and so that fungus for some odd reason not odd reason but that fungus managed to kind of get through to Ellie and was then growing inside of her without her being bit if that makes sense essentially the reason that she's immune to these and this infection is because she's already got this fungus going inside of her and so the when she gets bit the like new one the new fungus already recognizes itself inside of her and so it doesn't replicate in the same way however and so because she's immune. They think that she can basically be like, they can take this fungus out of her and use it to create a cure, a vaccine or whatever it is. But they have to um, they have to basically make her go through surgery and it's brain surgery because the fungus goes inside the brain. It doesn't go anywhere else. And that's where it makes you kind of like lose your mind and become a zombie, right? So obviously that's like a pretty much like, you're dead if you're going to go through the surgery. Like, you're going to be getting this thing taken out of you and you're not going to survive. And the guy that's been basically taking care of her all this time, you know, finds this out last minute and no one will let him him see her and, like, kind of try and stop it, basically. And so he... Obviously, the decision was made originally for her that she was going to go undergo the surgery to get this thing removed out of her to do some tests on it. But then he then was like, nope, I'm not going to have that. Let that happen. And so he kills everybody and lies to her to say that basically the reason that um, nothing happened was because there's other people in the world that are also immune and actually it'll be fine. They don't need you anymore. Yeah. And she asks him, like, swear to me that this is all true, that actually, like, everything was fine and they just didn't need me anymore. Because when this happened as well, she was obviously um, anesthetized. She, was, she had anesthetic, so she was like conked out. So she didn't know anything that anything this was happening. So yeah, basically decisions were made for her, very polar opposite decisions. Um, but then the last person lied to her in the end, saying that you know the reason that this happened was a complete bogus lie. Do you think that's okay? Do you think that's fair? No. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. What? Is my <laughs> initial reaction? You need to watch so, it. Yeah, it's it giving... Uh, con- you need context. And I think you did yeah. a fantastic job, but <laughs> clearly it's I'm harsh. thinking... So I guess, like, so what? The He... He obviously lied to her, yeah, um, and he killed everyone else.
0: Yeah, pretty much, so, so that like, they wouldn't kill her, get yeah, kill her, kill her through the, through the process of like trying to get this fungus out of her to test on it.
1: Okay, right. So, okay, I hear it. Right. I think there's something around protecting. Yeah, um,
0: and yeah, and the I guess, innocence so- of a child. Yeah, and I guess a little bit more context is that so the the guy that um, so Pedro Pascal's character who kills everybody throughout the whole season they become really close and it's almost like a father daughter relationship that they they build and they are super tight and like towards the end and so he feels like he um, has a duty of care to her to protect her at all costs also because he lost his daughter before as a pandemic hit. Um, who was roughly the same age as Ellie, who's the character who's about to um who's like immune and everything like that. And so I think that is also translating to like, I can't let you know you die in my hands when he personally felt like he failed his daughter. So I think that's also a little bit more context.
1: Uh, yeah, factor. no, it's yeah. making sense. I think. Yeah, I think there's something around protecting the innocence of a child. However, there is the unfortunate circumstances when a child has to grow up earlier yeah. than their years. And the fact that Ellie was kind of like, don't lie to me, yeah, you know, tell me the truth type thing. I think when a child... How old is Ellie? 14. 14. Okay, when like she's a coherent child and kind of understands the the ways of decisions and to a degree yeah by no means an adult but I can imagine in this pandemic world she grew up (laughs) do you know what I mean you have to grow up a lot faster than you deserve to Mm -hmm. and so I think when someone asks you not to lie to them and then you lie to them I think, to me. And, and in order to protect them, right? Yeah, not yeah, lie yeah. to them to to kind of keep them from something mm-hmm. and not lie to them in, in in a malicious way, type way. So I think it's just unfortunate because when she does find out, and if she ever does find out, but when she does find out that he's lied, that is literally probably, he's probably one of the only, if not only per- people that she trusts yeah. and now that someone she thought she could trust at least take some cer- certain trust in someone and something and that's never ripped away from her then who the hell is she mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like who who can she go to type thing and I think that's what becomes really dangerous because then the child literally is like I have no one I have nothing so I I get it in terms of okay you want to protect the child but at the end of the day and sadly this world doesn't allow children to be children for a Aww. long time anymore Mm-mm. and that's it's even like things where you know how you need to have the talk with a black child yeah. or something um or the talk with your um little girl or mm-hmm. something like that and it's so sad but you need to have these conversations because you need to protect them. They need to be aware. Mm-hmm. They have to, they're gonna have to grow up much earlier than they should. Yeah. And we don't live in an ideal world, we live yeah. in reality. Mm-hmm. So it's a shame because I can imagine he's like, you know, I I wanna keep her young. I wanna keep her innocent, like I wanna, you know, she deserves to be a child. But if you're not in an environment where a child can be a child, exactly. You have to at least set them up to be able to at some point defend themselves because they're they might unfortunately especially in that world of The Last of Us not have you anymore mm-hmm. then
0: what? Right, exactly. You don't think everyone's,
1: everyone's everyone's kumbaya, everyone's like, yeah, my best <laughs> for everyone's got me. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. does she know that like she has it in her?
0: Um yeah, so she knows she's immune, she doesn't know how she's immune. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like that's the thing because I'm. I, I after I watched it, I was in, like, I was a wreck. I was like, what the heck? Because I got it from both perspectives, and I even got it originally from the people who were trying to, to do the surgery on her because it was like a okay, we need to save the world sort of thing. And the leader of like the people who were trying to, I guess, like do the surgery or whatever was her mom's best friend, so her like her auntie essentially, and she like vowed to take care of her. But she also had like the world to think about. So I got it, but then I was like, that's not fair because you're letting this happen without letting her make that mm-hmm. decision. Without letting her actually consent to having this done to her, knowing it's going to kill her of all things. Like it's not that she's gonna just like come back and everything's gonna be all great and roses and she's gonna save the world and be like yeah yeah it was all me you know Mm. and then with um Pedro Pascal's character Joel I got it from him as well because I was just like he loves her so much and wants to protect her like you said but she's going to find out and also he knows that she can deal with the truth she like he knows how um clever and kind of just like how much she can actually take it and understand what's happening. So it was like it didn't even give her the chance. And she's gonna feel so let down by you because you lied to her. Um, because she's going to find out one day. And I think I think it should have been a decision where like they got she got sat down and got told everything and was like, okay, you have like X number of like months or years to kind of figure out what you want to do. But of course TV isn't yeah. perfect. So <laughs> Has to give us these conundrums,
1: yeah, and it's hard as well because I guess he would also not want her to have to make that decision. It's literally you're like, yeah, right, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like that is a that's a daunting decision to make. Like that's that's like way heavy. So like this is why the Last of Us. I said I don't think I need it in my library <laughs> as of now. Um, I I commend anyone who has made it through because all I heard. On Twitter, was that it was like a funeral every day?
0: I was and I was crying every day. Like, do you know literally. what I mean? Like,
1: we were just in grieving mode from yep. day dot to the the end. So yeah. I commend you all because and there's <laughs> something about oh, we really love to do, post-apocalyptic.
0: Yeah, we do post apocalyptic. Yeah, or
1: even post. We just love to do apocalyptic, <laughs> trauma. Yeah. <laughs> And create dystopias all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we bloody live in one, so like someone please make it make sense. Like there's certain things. So The Last of Us is one of them. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. I tried, I
0: and then I said,
1: fan. "In fact, is this not today? Mm-hmm. Like Roe v. Wade? Is this not is this is not what we're doing? Exactly. You know, like." it's just it's giving scary um it's giving today Mm -hmm. and i don't if i'm if if we're stepping into that world god forbid but if we're stepping into that world i i don't i don't need to i don't need to live it before i have to so let me just enjoy the present moment (laughs) and then god forbid (laughs) but shall we ever we'll deal with it when we come to it yes future
0: as problems
1: and this is why I'm also like Black Mirror doesn't even need to come back.
0: I don't know why <laughs> we'll they're creating a new season.
1: Like we'll live we live actually it. don't need it because yeah, we're here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a live. I remember when 2020 happened. I said, and they said, and um, they said they weren't bringing out a new season. I said, yeah, because this is the real life season.
0: Real live stream. This is it. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> live stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. Oh man! Uh, but I because... find all these shows, like this, is the thing because I am so glad that you kind of gave a rundown on the Last of Us because I hate missing yeah. out and stuff. Right? Like I, I genuinely yeah. love to kind of be, be on the hype and see what's going on and be involved in the conversation and stuff. I also know where my limits are. <laughs> but I think <laughs> what's funny to me is, you know, when people get really obsessed over shows. Mm-hmm. People, fans of stars. Oh,
0: gosh, they're not yes. even
1: called what? Well, they're not even called fans anymore. They're called stands. Stan, Stan culture is killing our people. It is. It's
0: too, too much. much
1: This is why, what is it? This is why God said don't put people on a pedestal because mm-hmm. don't have any idols Mm-mm. because people will disappoint you. So, and stand culture is an embarrassment. What is stan is like the the merging of like stalker and fan. Am I making that up? Is it? Made, I'm pretty sure it that sense. is what. No, it
0: makes sense. I I'm not even questioning you. I just had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's what
1: it is. And if it is not, that is mercy's definition of yeah. stan. Because I it, yeah. it's just a really hardcore obsessed fan. Mm. That will mm. do. Pretty much anything for whoever they are idolizing, right? Yeah, and yeah. we see it so much. Like, I guess they used to be called fan bases, where it's like, oh, what the Rihanna Navy or mm-hmm. Lady Gaga Monsters, Beyhive. Oh, oh my god, yeah. that show Swarm. I've not watched it yet because I've that's another one where I
0: do like. That I feel I'm like I need to pro-
1: protect my sanity. I also don't like horrors, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: literally I was like I, I seen it and I, I was like that's not for me I'm not doing it Mm-mm. it's okay I can mm-hmm. do without it I'm,
1: I'm fine yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm good I'm good I'm good um but yeah like all these kind of like stan bases are really really terrifying and they will do anything like yeah. anything for their people that they won't even see any wrongs they won't see anything that should be questioned Like, that person can't do any wrong in their eyes and they will give their life for this person. I said, this person don't even know you.
0: You good? Like, they wouldn't even do this with the people that they do know. Like, oh, I just, I really don't get stand Because, like you said, you're putting people on a pedestal that will disappoint you time and time again, but they go one step further of, like, never actually saying that they are in the wrong and it's so scary because they will just mm-hmm. fight the death of everything that they do. That's super wrong and awful. Like, are you okay? It's not by force that you're a fan. It's actually not by what? force that you have to say they have. Because I can, I love Beyonce. We know I love Beyonce. You love Beyonce. We know. You know we're going to Renaissance twenty twenty. Mm-hmm.
1: We thank but God if
0: it happens. Twenty twenty. What did I say there? May twenty eighth. I meant. But <sorry>. if something, <laughs> <on> my head. <laughs> Can you see the capacity of my brain cells at the moment?
1: Girl, we're fighting to the nail out here. I yeah. mean, I hear
0: you. Yeah. So Beyonce, love her, love her, but. If God forbid, something she wishes to do something awful, like God awful, even like the little things that she does, I'm just like, ah, oh, babe, come on. I can be like, that was wrong, and yes, I'm a fan of her, but I can also say that's wrong, and I can very much become not a fan of her mm-hmm. because I'm sorry, these people are people, and if that was someone who in my, in my life was to do that, I can be like, I, you're not in my life anymore. So right? I don't, I don't get that. Every little thing that someone has to do because you're a fan of them, you have to go with it. No, <laughs>
1: leave no, it. leave leave it. So like literally, accountability is mm-hmm. key. A thing, and it's key, right? It's something that just makes sense. Someone did something, and this is why you should put people in pedestals because then they don't have far to fall. Like exactly. you, I have, especially with. Um, celebrities or Mm -hmm. people of influence I think I have to and there's a few people who are still um maybe have a hold on me but I have set myself the task of everyone is in the position where I am prepared for you to disappoint me Mm -hmm. I am prepared from the jump I and that's why I will anytime especially on this podcast anytime I talk about anyone I'm talking about them in this moment. Yeah. In the moment of speaking, is what I'm talking about. I don't know them from Adam. Mm-mm. Literally do not know who they are. Don't know what their character is. And that's the thing that annoys people. that stands. Oh my gosh, that is not in character. That is not who they are. But do did you- they did you have a press conference? Not <laughs> even press conference, because that is even detached. Yeah. Did you have a sit-down conversation? conversation. Did you, did you all lock Kiki at one point in your life? Mm-hmm. Do you have the person on speed dial? Exactly. Do you? Like, there's
0: people who I went to school with who I can say don't know me. And I can say I don't actually know them. I know of them. But mm-hmm. I don't know you. And even even past friends, I'm like, you cl- we don't know each other anymore. You know, like, this completely different. How do you know a celebrity? Please. Please, oh I'm. I honestly, it baffles me every single time, because yeah. it's, it's obsession. It's, it must be stalker and fan because it's obsessive. This, it's so culture. obsessive.
1: It's so obsessive, and it's embarrassing. It I am now so because then also what I do think stands do is, I think for some of them, they become the downfall of whatever personality that is. Yeah. And for example, if I am to bring someone into the mix, Love Island winner Ekin mm-hmm. has been going through. I don't listen, like, I think she just needs new management. And I really hope she's okay, right? Because yeah. the thing is this personality life might not be for everyone as mm-hmm, well. like mm-hmm. if it's not for you, it might not it, it will show. But um I I have nothing against the woman, But I've feel for her because of how many of her deals are falling through and she became the most I believe the most followed Islander post show Mm -hmm. and coming out of the show gosh those numbers were racking up racking up racking up racking up and this is all reportedly so god knows what the truth is but reportedly uh, so she had one of her biggest deals fall through and it was because Apparently, a lot of bots mm-hmm. were following her account. And let me tell you something. When I said stands will do anything for you, yep, and everything for you, and when we kind of were talking about catfishers and like how they have multiple accounts and all, this mm-hmm. kind of- mm-hmm. so you have this maybe one, two, three, five, six, eight, ten, hundred stands that have band together yep. and be like everyone make accounts yes <laughs> you know
0: and you Let's do somehow it.
1: have all of these people following you and then that can't turn into engagement because no, what one know. person pair however many hundreds of accounts can't engage through all of those accounts mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it therefore becomes the person they support's downfall yeah. because they're not showing up Mm-hmm. And it just bothers me so much because I think stands are so short-sighted. They're so in the moment. And I'm not saying that's what happened to Ekansu, by the way, but, like, that's just what a, quite a lot of different conversations are going around. And it mm-hmm. could be a plausible um scenario. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think when stands are so short-sighted, they only think about, how can we benefit you now? Like, yeah. how can we benefit you today? You know? And that doesn't think long term. That's not longevity. And if you, as the celeb or the personality, is not smart enough to make your own plan mm-hmm. and not always go to the wind of the stands and like what they want and what they want you to do, you're you're out.
0: They're gonna like be your dad you dad, have yeah. no
1: plan, you have no lifeline. Because Mm -hmm. you didn't create the path yourself. You allowed them to create the path for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like I think there is something around your supporters having an input and you know helping you in a way. I think Coco Jones says that um like people who supported her and her supporters were really like, you need to get on TikTok. Like Mm -hmm. this is actually gonna serve you really well. And it did. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's all bad, but stan culture and behavior, that's too much because it's just so unhealthy. It is so as I said, embarrassing. Yeah. It's
0: just that's need. How can you call yourself a stan? Yeah, I just do, do you have a do you not have a job? job. <laughs> to it? Are you jobless? Do you like, have a life? Yeah. I I just can't imagine ever being obsessed with someone like to that to that degree especially someone you don't know and you could literally do everything for them I just I I just I really want to know like what actually like what is the benefit because half of the time these people don't get to meet that celebrity they don't get you know any any kind of one-on-one time they don't get any like personal favors or anything like that so I'm just like what is the the end goal is it just to see them doing well because you can see them doing well by just supporting them, You don't have to be a stan. You don't have to go the extra mile and actually, like you said, be their downfall in the end of it. Because then you get these um, stan like feuds as well. Like the people, mm-hmm. people aren't even beefing, but you you actually get the the, the supporters beefing for no reason, mm-hmm. and it's like, are you? nothing nothing actually went on like the whole selena and hayley bieber nonsense that's been going. on what the hell was that selena has some crazy fan stance actually let me say because how are you sending death threats and hate to multiple people for i don't even know some sort of tiktok or something that got public i i couldn't even tell you that story is so stupid that's how it's I can't even understand it to tell you what's going on.
1: You know what? There are some unsolved <laughs> mysteries in this world. And let me tell you something. Listen, I've actually always quite like Selena Gomez. I think she, you know, she does what she, she does what she needs to do. And Lord knows how she always ends up in, in, in these dramas yeah. and these, these things. But Need to understand how Selena Gomez is, is the most followed woman on Instagram.
0: <laughs> how? Where? I am always from confused. whom? Because I'm sure at one point she was the most followed. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And I was always so confused because I've like nothing's ever really popped. Off for her. I don't, maybe I could be wrong. I'm sorry. No, but the thing, I hear but it. I've not seen like w- one huge thing. If anything, the biggest thing in her career has been Wizards of Beverly Place, no?
1: Alex Russell. yeah
0: That was her best role. Everything yeah. else went <laughs> after that,
1: <laughs> acting wise. Do you know, and but, I mean, what? So she's in Only Murders in the Buildings, which oh, I, I don't think, think, think is like widely hyped i think it's a decent show like i mean i've watched it. i've not finished it but i've watched it mm-hmm. i just i'm just i'm perplexed because i'm just wondering like you've got the this and days of the world yeah or you've got what well, even like if i was to go real gen z white like millie bobby brown right right that, yeah do you know what i mean yeah like You've got, like, people. Mm -hmm. Well, even, I don't know, Ed Sheeran. Like, I don't know. Do you know Beyonce, but then again, they always like to hate on her. And I just... (laughs) (sighs) But anyways, like, I just think, like, Selena Gomez has always baffled me. Mm -hmm. Selena Gomez, one, has baffled me. Mm -hmm. The other person that has baffled me is The Weeknd being consistently, year after year, the number one most streamed on Spotify. Do you know that?
0: Because tell me why his songs are always coming up on my, um like, play next. <coughs> I didn't ask for The weekend. I don't know why. I don't... He's my irrational person that I really don't like. I don't know why. I used to love The weekend, but nowadays he grounds them in gears and it must be because he's always on my play next. Get off! The
1: force and <laughs> <laughs> a pushing an agenda. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The week Who? And I don't hear people talking about The weekend.
1: This is, I'm confused. And even, even what? Selena, do you know what actually surprises me? Selena Gomez being the most followed when her friend is Taylor Swift. Because even though I, me, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift. I loved her old music bangers, but I don't really listen to Taylor Swift. Mm -mm. And I forget that there is a world that falls at her feet. Mm Mm-hmm so i get confused like, i get physically i uh, my mind gets discombobulated mm. when you know she like this the whole ticket master thing um yeah. kind of came about when it was her concert and things were not handled correctly and stuff and i said y'all were fighting tickets like that and then beyonce happened i said word but mm. like it's just so interesting to me because at least with Taylor Swift, I've I, she's, she somehow always makes it to some yeah part of my timeline somewhere mm-hmm. once. Selena, <laughs> I do not.
0: But she's one of those people. She's like Miranda Cosgrove to me. You know, iCarly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who, she's had a great career. She's just doing her thing. She's just like plain sailing. No one can really say anything bad about her. That's what I see as Selena. But for some reason, people are going in for her.
1: Just, it's it's baffling. I wonder if she knows what it is. Like cause I watched yeah. her documentary as well. I mean, I'm almost like, I'm almost trying to in, in, invest into <laughs> all of these things to understand what it is. What am I missing?
0: Yeah. Because so I know she has, or had, lip, is it lipus? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. So I think um, I seen something on Twitter. Someone saying that she's got a huge following from that, or a huge like fan base for that part of her life. But this happened but before. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But this is the thing. Yeah. What What came of What made her? Her. I don't, yeah. And
1: also, also because a lot of the big things that have happened in her life, her lupus, mm-hmm. even her her brand, Rare Beauty. <laughs> what? Like. Brand. <laughs> see you didn't even know yeah she's got a, she's got a whole makeup and she's basically wow. the um is she latina yeah yeah so she's she's basically the latina version of rihanna
0: right i see it you know yeah, what i got, see that She's got
1: the skincare she's got the um the, the makeups
0: Okay, if I was a Satina, I think I would understand that.
1: I need someone to do a thesis. I need an art. I need a a, a start to end mm-hmm. article of like where the this support came from. Yeah. I'm glad she has support. I'm not. I'm just curious, but where it's yeah, coming from?
0: Definitely. But I don't think her stands are very nice people. <laughs> this is the thing. That part. That part. Like for your for your for your person that you love so much to come and saying. Stop hating on other people. Yeah. You're doing something wrong. Because, no, what? do you
1: know, actually, do you, th- I think it's starting to connect. Mm. I think that her Stan era or the her fans becoming Stan's or whatever, or the boom, must have happened when she was with Justin.
0: <gasps> of course. But then, funnily enough, Justin isn't that well loved, I don't think. Like, he is.
1: But exactly. But so, if anyone loved them as a couple, that's true. They would that when just... they split, they just they would go to her, right, and cause... that's maybe where because uh, I'm not gonna lie, for-
0: you know, I forgot about her, and that is the whole reason of this beef, anyway.
1: This is what I'm saying. Of her stance have not
0: forgotten,
1: of and I just the thing. Haley has never rested because they will not leave her alone. No, they will not.
0: <laughs> they will not leave her- did you read about that story as to how they ended up together and are now married? I...
1: Yeah, I, I read about the story, but I also listened to the Caller Daddy podcast. I don't even oh, listen to Caller Daddy yeah. that much, but I listened to it because I said, you know what? I've seen so much. I've like read headlines here and there. What is it?
0: So like, Haley what- was on there.
1: Haley was on right, it, okay. And it was meant to be this whole big thing because okay. it was like her first time properly talking about it. Okay. And someone said, Haley, my love. It is quite unfortunate that any time you have a chance to speak on something, it is to do with Justin yeah. and Selena. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. She, her her relationship Yikes. can't really stand in its own, unfortunately. But, but I, not that I get it, but after reading the article that I read, and I am assuming that's pretty much what she'd said. I get why because how are you engaged a month after he breaks up with her that didn't make sense to me and it was just all it was very messy I can't lie the whole whole relationship was very messy from Mm -hmm. my perspective but I said okay you know what that is that is your problem that is your bone that is yeah bone to pick Listen, That's
1: not the my headache. Really, yeah. It's, exactly. It's <laughs> not my headache. Because the thing is, there's a, there's a number of celebrity couples where when they're dating, I'm like, ha. Ah, mm, scratch is head. This, is this what we're doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, dating for dating's sake. So, sure, fine. When these celebrities then decide to get married, I say, I'm oh, okay, me, I wipe my hands. Mm-hmm. Go, all the best. Good luck. Best wishes. Kind regards. Go forth, prosper. <laughs> do what you need to do. Because <laughs> I don't know if the stands will let you prosper, Mm-mm. but go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. And the thing is, I never wish ill on no. people. Rarely, let me caveat. Rarely wish ill on people. And I just like I just feel like this this girl has never rested. I don't no. think she ever will. She- like Selena. And I don't get it. The rebirth of this conversation its probably never died, depending how deep into mm-hmm. the stand star groups you're in. Yeah. Um, but for some reason this always comes back up to the surface. And I'm literally like, when will this end? Will it end when Selena gets married? If she does, like, do you know what I mean? Like when does it end? Because I thought it should have been done and dusted when Justin was married. I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was with said culprit, so <laughs> yeah. it makes things a little more salty. Yeah, but like, I just this is why st- just mind your business. Like, does it does it concern you? Did she ask you? Like, I don't understand why you're yeah. doing this, and now she's out here having to defend the woman that is with her ex.
0: Imagine imagine are you joking why am i involved why am i in it why am i in it (laughs) because i i don't know why people still ship them so hard when they were together when they were so young it seems like and from the sounds of it it didn't seem like they were very compatible from what they were saying about like how it ended whatever so i'm just like is that a relationship must every relationship end with death like as in to to, with you till i die because they can end and it's actually okay someone else can get into another relationship after that one has ended and
1: i guess in a sense i don't know what do you think Mm. would you rather if for example a friend group or whatever or let's say a couple there's a couple that have split ways, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Justin and Selena, for example. Right. Split ways. Selena kind of's in the same circles as Haley and gang, if you will. I actually don't know if they were, but hypothetically, <laughs> let's say they were. Yeah. And then Haley and Justin get together. And then, would you rather them be like they've gotten together and then, like now, they're married, they're seeing it through, they're together, or would you rather have them have gotten together, causing a rift, and then have broken up? Because for me, what I'm thinking is that if you are going to cause such a ruckus, see it all the way through. Yeah, it better be no. worth it. Better be worth it. Go ahead, get married. If you want to have them babies, have them babies. Like, show me that, yeah, mm-hmm. this was for a reason, you know? Absolutely. Because imagine causing a ruckus and then splitting up. Now, now what?
0: Exactly. Was that really necessary? <laughs> was it worth my pain (laughs) no definitely i i i think everything happens for a reason so if that was to happen it can never it can never be me but if it was to happen (laughs) god please
1: said not me though
0: (laughs) not me (laughs) but if it were yeah we would just have to not be not be friends anymore and you better see it through it better work out because... This is
1: what I'm saying, this is why I don't understand why they keep dragging this woman back into it. Yeah. Leave her alone. Like, like I, why Like, why are you making me come and defend this woman? <laughs> this is all your fault. Yeah. You meant to be supporting me and now you're out here throwing out death threats, this woman's mm-hmm. scared for her life, mm-hmm. she's sad, she's, you know, down and whatever and now I need to be her saviour, huh? Exactly. and oh, for justin, because if i don't now are... i look like pure evil yeah because i'm not managing my stands yeah
0: <laughs> right imagine manager of these people you know what i mean yeah and all oh. this as well for justin Be- i'm sorry can we can we find a more eligible bachelor at this point i'm sorry i mm, i don't know justin not for me
1: <laughs> clearly Just screaming that he's literally not about 20 i don't know i'm so true but can you find someone
0: worthy of the ruckus that you have been causing? <laughs>
1: honestly sometimes when it comes to white people's mess i'm just like yo uh, you like, deal with it yeah yeah you you handle that yeah. you handle that i'll watch from the sidelines because i know we got we got our own stuff to
0: deal with in the book community over here <laughs> yeah right exactly but speaking about, I guess, like having too much in your plate clearly like these stands like to do, because I I assume they're not all jobless. I want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not all jobless because it's very it much is, it's a full time job. It, it's commitment. Oh, because I'm even thinking about just sorry, going back to this. I'm even thinking about like running your own like, you know, page or even what we're doing with the podcast a lot of work right Uh, i can't imagine doing your own life admin a nine-to-five job maybe other hobbies or whatever and also defending Uh someone on the internet 24 7
1: yeah
0: yeah lord have mercy
1: no (laughs) people don't love their life no people don't
0: love their life they really don't they really don't oh but yeah like i mean because like i was saying i'm hoping you're not all jobless Because I want to talk about work-life balance. And actually, does it really exist? Because Mm -hmm. I have been having a busy few weeks at work, busy few months, and it's going to look like a busy year, not even a busy few weeks coming up. (laughs) There I say it. And as sad as it is, that means to get what I want done. So I guess also context is kind of coming up to the last year of my PhD as well. So it's expected, but um, this is going to mean that my quote-unquote life is going to have to kind of take a backseat for some time. And personally, I've always believed that there's not really a 50-50 split in work-life balance. Like there, it can't be. Like, there never really is. What should happen is that in time, they will even out. And so that means like whether you have a busy few months at work and then, you know, a few months that life is busier or a period of time so for example obviously when you're younger life was all like fun right you were a kid you're running around doing whatever and you had your books study whatever then you go maybe into uni or you start your new you know a job whatever then you're kind of focusing on like that career period and then let's say maybe you want to um have children build a family or you want to just take some downtime and start enjoying the later stages of your life then that means life is going to be, you know, kind of a little bit more up on the scale as compared to work. So that's kind of how I see work-life balance, that like eventually time, in time, things will balance out and things will have more priority than others. But, you know, we get people here on these streets like, no, it must be 50-50 at all times. Like you need to enjoy your life if you're working too much, you're crazy, like you shouldn't do that. And it really annoys me because it's just like, is it because you don't want to work hard? (laughs) Is it because you have nothing else to do? Because, I'm sorry, we got work to do. And if I want something, I'm going to go get it. And then with life, if I want something to happen, if I want my relationships to be successful, et cetera, I'm going to work at it. So, yeah, what do you think? Do you think there is a work-life 50-50 split or more my kind of verge of like it balances out?
1: no (laughs) no i don't believe in work-life balance period Mm. like i actually don't believe i think it's another framework that we have tried to make work in society to make people feel better about working yeah i don't think i do not think it exists i don't think it will ever be 50 50 i don't think it necessarily has to be 50 50 Mm -hmm. but what I have reframed it as Mm. as and I've had recent conversations about this I have reframed it as work-life harmony Mm. and the reason I say that is that let's be for real (laughs) some people love their jobs yeah some people love to work some people are very I'm very career oriented and very career driven and like some people are very happy to give a lot of their time to work. Some people aren't. And I think in terms of saying balance means that there has to be, like you said, that 50-50, but th- l- listen, there there isn't. To me, anyways, there isn't a 50-50. Mm-mm. And then anything that's not 50-50 will therefore be called sacrifice but some people won't see it as sacrifice yeah. right like they won't see like li- quiet quitting that was like a trend and that people are doing where they're they're like I will literally only do what's in this job description mm. nothing more you're getting the 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 standard yep that's all you're getting from me mm-hmm. not like oh give 110% excuse me i said uh, yeah no.
0: yes for 100
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe in work life balance but I believe in work-life harmony and also like I think there's something to be said where a lot of people's life part if you will is involved in their work whether that's like their friends are at work so they're gonna be with their friend and hanging out with their Mm friends at work Mm -hmm. you know in a social capacity but also in a work capacity um, there's like different work events and depending on what industry you're in if you do like those things and you're with your friends as well some to some people that doesn't feel like work to some people work doesn't feel like work at all yeah. it is somehow pure enjoyment mm-hmm. and like so I'm just like who are we to then say nah like you need to step away from work and make sure that you go out and have fun mm-hmm. and they're like but I'm having fun, fun and getting paid So, what are you going to say now? You know, and yeah. So I just don't think. I think it's things that coexist, work and life. Like I think they coexist at the same time, and whatever makeup and mixture that people want to do with that, and how they blend together, will differ for everyone. I don't think there's a right and wrong. I do think people need to be honest with themselves though like if you are overworking and it isn't serving you that doesn't seem healthy and you should maybe not do that <laughs> but if it is something where you're like you know what I'm actually happy with the blend that I've got right now and th- and then also when it went for me calling it like work-life harmony allows it to change and not be a problem not be like oh my gosh like I'm at 60 40 when it comes to work-life balance what do I need to pull away from the 20% to make it is that math nope 10% to make it 50 50
0: yeah yeah capacitate the woman
1: I'm telling you the the brains are not braining (laughs) but also math is never my strong suit so um but you know what I mean like I just think it's um, I don't like things when it's quite matter of fact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so short answer no I don't believe in work-life balance I think it's hurting people because they feel guilty yeah as well and feel like they have to sacrifice whereas it's more so just what works for you Mm -hmm. like how what works for you will not necessarily work for the next person or the next person or the next person so there we do we're all different beings one and then we all are in different industries two so how on earth is there meant to be this balance that's struck that works for every single person right I don't have kids but my colleague has kids and that colleague colleague doesn't have kids but maybe they're married do you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. all these different things and all these different lifestyles and all these different interests and mindsets that there's no way there's no way no. there's a balance
0: yeah absolutely and it's just like it just grinds in my gears I think when people have like have this kind of prescription to others to say that what yeah what they should do is is the right way especially when they seem happy and it's just like I'm okay number one number two when you're talking to someone who's an adult like don't tell me what to do (laughs) I can make my own decisions because I'm literally an adult and if that doesn't serve me in future I'll learn from that I understand when it's like um when someone you can see someone clearly deteriorating because they are working too much or you know or maybe they're not actually putting as much effort into their job as they should do and so you think they should kind of like, lack for a better phrase, pull their socks up a little bit. So I understand slightly when it's like, a, I suggest you do this. But when it's like constantly telling someone what they should do and shouldn't do when it comes to um, their version of balance or harmony, it's just like, no, like, let me do what I want to do. And actually what you will see is I do have some version of balance in my own life because I'm enjoying my work and I probably go home and actually put in effort into other things like for example for me like I might seem like I work a lot but I'm actually a lot more efficient when I have a lot of my play and so if I don't really have that much to do I'll probably procrastinate quite a lot I'll probably laze around quite a lot and won't actually get a lot done but when I have no time to do that it's like well I better get this done because I only have two hours to do this three hours to do that so I'm a lot more efficient anyway but, yeah, I just wanted to, um, yeah, I guess, like, get your input. Because it's always so different, I think, when you talk to different people about, like, what's your version of work-life balance?
1: Yeah, I think it's allowing people to do what what works for them. As I said, making, making work work for you. Like, yeah. it will show up differently for other people. There are people who are very much happy with only giving 60%, 70 a 80 100% to their job. Whereas some people, they're like, no, I'm always going to go that extra 20, that extra 30, 40. Listen, I have been a culprit of that one, I know. <laughs> but also I do I do understand the quiet quitting trend as well. So I'm, I'm, and this is what I'm saying, it's, it's evolving. It's the yeah. thing where it's like something's going to work for you in this time period, something's not going to work for you in another time period. So yeah, I just like work-life balance to me just feels so triggering mm-hmm. because I'm actually like, especially the last three years, that we have gone through. What kind of a work-life balance was that? We were all working from home. Well, not all of us. Love you. Love you, frontliners.
0: And people who were on furlough, remember, though, they weren't working. We couldn't. Me? I was not working? we couldn't.
1: I was enjoying the the checks that were coming in, but I was not working. So I think it's just just very interesting because Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how that, Term can still run after what we went through, yeah. and now, like, kind of like in a hybrid working world as well. I'm just like, no,
0: yeah, no. If anything, we have to probably work a little bit more now to pick up the pieces of what was lost. Ah, sure, our right? <laughs> <lost laughs> <are> soul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the company directors <laughs> like to say we lost all um, this time, we lost all this money. I know, but I lost. I also lost my life. Not Do that much. You know, life, know what I mean? But, yeah. Like,
1: oh, mate. Yeah. Lost my wow. mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, like, I think when talking about like, work life balances and stuff, I watch, once again, I watch a lot of reality TV shows. We know this. <laughs> we know this. But I think something you got to talk about as listeners and stuff is that they don't rest reality that no the people who do real estate and reality tv reality tv real Mm -hmm. (laughs) estaters don't know rest
0: they're working
1: or that's the lifestyle they want to show and listen i know that the real estate people on reality tv might not be a true depiction of what that is in lol ironic reality but this is what I see, so this is what I'm going off of. And I just think it's so interesting how they're like, oh my gosh, always on. And like, we gotta be ready and prepared 24 <laughs> 7. And I'm con- contactable 24 7. Are you dumb? Are you mad? <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Oh, that's so sad.
1: Please, but this is what I'm saying. Like, it seems like they love it, and like, you know, I'm building an empire, and mm. I'm selling all these luxury houses, and da, da da da. And I mean, I can't lie. If you're getting those commissions sure, like that,
0: why not? Yeah, if you love not? it, <laughs> like that's not for me. But if you love it, that's perfectly fine. If you love it, who
1: am I to contest with mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean if you are looking for another caliber of reality TV shows, <laughs> something you're going to talk about is there is a plethora of real estate television that is just going around. I don't know why it's so entertaining to me. <laughs> but I don't know why it's so entertaining. But I love it. I mean, there's the Selling Sunset franchise, which has Selling Sunset, and Selling Tampa, which had the Black woman, But they said they well, they didn't say they're not bringing it back, they've just never said they are bringing it back. <laughs> and it's, like, the only one that's been not brought
0: back. Oh my goodness.
1: RIP. Why can't we live- win in this life? Oh. Um, but then they've got Selling the O.C., which was I actually thought was really interesting. I quite like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, other ones as well there's million dollar listing that's got like new york la miami oh it's kind of like the real housewives Ah. because there's just so many different um spin-offs of it and i love that for me and then i started watching one i said you know what the states isn't enough for me let me go elsewhere and there's like a show called um lux listings sydney i went to the land of australia oh wow. And I don't know what it is. Listen, something about real estate, reality TV is so interesting. First of all, the prices on these homes are mad. Like millions (gasps) mad. Wow. Just so much money, which means the commissions are insane, like hundreds of thousands. And these people sell houses like bam, 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 bam. And it's just so fascinating to me. I remember at one point I was like, oh my God, I want to be a real estate agent. But this is why these shows are not great because it (laughs) makes you feel like it's super easy and super fine, but being a salesperson is mad. Um, But yeah, I just think they're super entertaining. And if you wanted to explore real estate reality TV shows, I've given you a few examples (laughs) of what you can do. And Lux Listings Sydney... I really enjoyed. And it's not it's not a long watch. It's like six episodes per season. There's like three seasons. There needs to be a fourth because I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I binged it in like a couple of days. <laughs> it was stupid. But I still did. And I enjoyed it a lot because yeah, like I forget that I, I it's interesting to see what luxury shows up like in different mm-hmm. countries.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I
1: love seeing what that is because obviously. Australia well maybe not obviously but Australia is surrounded by a lot of water Mm -hmm. and it's just so interesting that everyone's like a cliff top house that's like by the ocean these people live in a cliff wow it's insane it's so crazy or you've got kind of like um like obviously the beach houses oh beautiful Mm -mm.
0: that's wow and what people will pay When they have money, honestly, oh man, it's It's just
1: fascinating to me. So if you, yeah, if you wanted to explore some real estate reality TV shows, get on Lux Listing Sydney or Million Dollar Listing, with the plethora of spinoffs they have, (laughs) or the good old Selling Sunset and all the selling franchise that they have, because it's just interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to see the lengths that people will go to to buy something.
0: Definitely, I I love kind of like home shows like that, and I still actually haven't got into like reality real estate shows yet, which is interesting. Interesting to me because I love like architectural digest or like home grand designs things like that, and um because I like honestly, and even when I'm bored, I don't know. You know how you have that thing where you like always start chopping your board for me, it's houses. <laughs> <laughs> like I love to yes. like honest, right move or or whatever. and Just find these like luxurious houses that I would never be able to afford, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Yep, that's my dream home. Yep, that's my <laughs> that's what I'm gonna buy. <laughs> that's what I'm moving into next." Like, be for real. But I love that, so I really need to get into the real estate. I'm gonna definitely get into them. Um. So yeah, my something you got to talk about is <laughs> to Mercy's dissatisfaction Crocs. <laughs>
1: I can't believe the I... chalk hold
0: that <laughs> it's got me in. But I was once a non-believer too. I really, really was. I was once like, oh, they're so ugly, they're look so un- not uncomfortable. I was just like, why would you want to wear crocs, right? My brother got them first, and I was like making fun of him. I was like, what are those? Remember that vine? <laughs> what are those? Right? <laughs> and then I think I think his fiance then got them, got um tried his on after a while and then she then got a pair because she wanted one after trying his out. And then because I then seen her lovely pink purple coloured Crocs, I was like, oh, I like that colour. So then I tried hers on and I was like, okay, I want Crocs now. And here I am with two pairs of Crocs and definitely wanting to get more. <laughs> but I'm telling you if you don't like crocs or if you don't if you don't give crocs a chance you're missing out they are the comfiest footwear I think I've ever put on my feet I'm, t- I'm no no cap no joke literally as soon as I get home from work I take off my like outside shoes they are the first shoes I have put on it's like a hug for your feet I love them they're so comfortable they're more to your feet they're like versatile you can put little um Little things on them. I forgot what they're widgets. I think they're called on them. Giblets. Giblets. Like pers- that's what it is. Widgets.
1: <laughs> See how even ridiculous that sounds. That's what
0: I forgot. Giblets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, you can personalize them. I have two pairs. One for like outside pair, like especially when you're going on holiday. They're the cheapest like outside shoes you can get because you can wear them in the in the water. They're so easy to clean. Listen, guys, I'm hoping I'm selling these to you because these are the... If I could wear my Crocs every single hour of the day, I'd be a happy person. I'd be a happier person. Yes. And I rest my case, get you some Crocs.
1: Sponsor, Diana. Please, please (laughs) sponsor.
0: How much a girl? The
1: way your face is lighting (laughs) up. Talking about Crocs, honestly. Wow. I have them on mean... right now,
0: that's why I'm so comfortable. <laughs> Just like waving them in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, to be honest, if I'm very honest, right, I I have nothing against crocs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not you saying that with the judge <laughs> <horns. laughs>
0: side eye I have
1: nothing against crops, but what I do have is an utter, and absolute confusion of its rebirth, and of its—I mean, it's kind of like the the confusion I have of Selena stands. Like I was going to say,
0: they're the Selena of the footwear world, like.
1: Where did this come from? What is going on? Yeah. But listen, I am here for comfort. You, you you, all know me by now. If you've listened to the past episodes, I'm a woman of comfort. Mm-hmm. So therefore, listen, if this is the life it gives you, this is the life it gives you, do I see me entering that life? Not necessarily. Will I shun away from it if it ever presents itself? Probably not. I just don't get it.
0: I think you need to try mine next time we see each other and you'll, yeah. you'll be able to see it. I'm telling you, they're the future. <laughs> <laughs> Forget AI, Crocs are the future.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> See how everything circles back around though, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like every the, Crocs used to be i mean they used to be what the old granny shoe back yeah that's so true but like, like the resurgence of them with a whole new demographic yeah oh
0: my god! in fact you know another piece of like um footwear that's big be- resurgence? which i used to love actually and used to wear it all the time new balance
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: they are so like in right now and i was like i was wearing them when i was like 14 like going to school and stuff but now they're completely different i really actually want a new pair to be fair
1: Y2K's back
0: yeah it is it is, it is what it is they bad, bad shoes are back I love it to what be it fair.
1: is yeah <laughs> no literally but no listen your love for Crocs makes you smile and makes me smile
0: <laughs> that's
1: what matters at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> oh gosh I hope you've enjoyed this episode guys because we yeah our brain cells <laughs>
1: holding on they're holding
0: on for dear life but we oh, we got no. through another episode and I, I loved it I was such a <laughs> not serious
1: no I loved it <laughs> as well no as always and if you want to keep following with the unserious fun that we have over here mm-hmm. you can follow us on SWGTA podcast on Instagram and if you want to chat to us make sure you go in the DMs or you can email us at SWGTA podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you Please yes, chat to us, and you can also follow myself at mercy underscore able on Instagram if you want to see what I'm getting up to.
0: You can holler at me at Diana Githway or at an abundance of melanin. And, and- <laughs> <laughs> thank you,
1: cut the cameras. Yes, yes. Dead ass. <laughs> Everyone please Have an amazing rest of your week We all need it Sending good vibes Sending good energy It's April Oh my
0: goodness Happy April Happy April Happy happy Easter that's coming soon Yes this
1: weekend Lord we should know that
0: Amen hallelujah I thought Easter was on 7th Hold on Am Am I tripping
1: But this comes out by that time No
0: no ciao easter sunday is on the 9th of april this episode comes out on the 4th of april exactly easter sunday is on the 9th so easter
1: is coming
0: we said happy easter when
1: it comes okay
0: sorry (laughs) happy easter everyone i'm sorry (laughs)
1: happy easter (laughs) everyone
0: that's all i gotta say
1: happy easter everybody and we will catch you on the next episode yeah bye bye